Chapter 23 The Accidental Empress by Alison Pataki In this spoiler part of the chapter, we will be using the questions by the end of the book to guide our discussion. But before we become so orderly and sophisticated, I wanted to tease my co-host Nesma with a couple of questions first, due to her emotional connection to Sissy's story. We post every Monday. Turn the page. to another chapter of Between the Pages. If this is your first time joining us on our podcast, welcome. We are your hosts. My name is Nesma. And my name is Hanim. We host this podcast together where we review books and recommend books for you to read. We usually have non-spoiler chapters for those of you who want a spoiler-free review of a book. And spoiler chapters where we simply review the book down to every last detail. Thank God we have some group guide questions at the back yeah. of the book that we're just gonna use as like discussion ideas for yes. us. Or, or else we wouldn't have known where to start. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I agree with that. Because <laughs> there's so much to talk about and yeah, yeah, it is so many ideas to share. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's just get that. Because we haven't talked about the book together like spoilery uh, yeah. before we start okay, okay. so i want to take the opportunity of like take what opportunity anyway <laughs> how did you feel <laughs> what when andrashi no 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 before andrashi what when you knew that franz was cheating and now she's ill because of him <laughs> pretty pissed yes <laughs> very angry <laughs> because I didn't expect it to be that reason why she was sick, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the book discussion, like the questions that that were asked to the author, she was, um, she said something. You mean the interview? Yes. There were rumors or there were simply some facts during that time why she got sick reason number one was uh, that she was just getting sick because of her depression because of her daughter uh, dying Mm. passing away and she had like a whole like phase in her life where she wasn't eating or drinking yeah malnutrition and then pregnancy yes and and everything so they said that this was related to that her sickness and the other fact was is that because he had an affair and he caught a disease um so she caught it from him because her immune system is weaker than his Mm. because of her depressed depressing state yeah so i guess she she chose that fact to make her novel more interesting i guess and to have a larger character development like she said before it was she i think she just needed a breaking point exactly she can't take this anymore yeah yeah yeah. she has to act now you know yes because i think the four years apart it was actually uh, historically correct Mm -hmm. that they were four years apart the two first years were probably because of her sickness and the second two years i think were because her marital relations were terrible and i mean how could she go back to i know it was so terrible like the story is so exhausting to read yeah 
but I needed to know what happened to her, you know, like, she's such a, like, monumental character in my life throughout my whole childhood, and I yeah. need to know. <laughs> like, in the movies, she did get sick, and she was sent to Venice uh, to recover. There were two different, like, both of the movies have the same reason, because of her... Um, depression because the the first one had because of her depression because of uh, her son mm. that was the series in the series because she was so angry with france that she sent him to that military school she tried to get him out of it okay and she refused to come back until france gave her uh the okay that her son wouldn't go to that school anymore okay mm. throughout the whole time she was there in Venice, trying to recover from her illness, it was her depression that also kept her from getting better, you know? Mm. Like, her frustration and everything. That was how she got ill. Um, it had nothing to do with her daughter, Sophie, dying. That was way after, like, when she had her they son. They switched the They switched events. everything. Ma, that's everything what I switched. didn't like about the show when I started was... Andrashi was there from the very first episode, and they were seeing, saying that he's the one who stopped Franz, so... I felt like this is gonna jumble my head. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah, it's better to watch it. Uh, I th guess after the reading the novel, so you already have the core story in you, mm. and then you can look at this the movie in an objective way. Like, no, that's actually not historically accurate. I know what really happened. Yeah, you know? but for me, it's shocking because I'm like the I'm like naive and that. <laughs> you know thing because i know the love story i don't know the real facts of yeah. anything and i don't didn't want to know you know <laughs> because I, it's so sad it's very sad it's so depressing <sighs> <laughs> but then it felt good when andrashi yani honestly, came into the picture honestly you know? i didn't know that i was gonna like it that much like I was, like, taken aback by that. Like, I was so happy that uh, Alison Pataki took the, the twist of the novel and, like, pointed it into Andrashi's direction because he is really the one she should be with. But that's what makes it interesting. It's because she can't be with him, you know? Mm. That's what yeah. makes it, like, the forbidden love and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's... <sighs> How could she ever be with Franz again, you know? Look, I think throughout a time where you are married to someone and you don't see that person anymore, you get lonely, you know? Yeah. And because you can't be with the person you actually want to be, you crave closeness, I think. Yeah. You want to be close to someone. And I think that's how it happened. You know, like the moment where he asked her, uh, she asked him to kiss her and he refused so she was denied of mm. that yet again <laughs> pleasure you know yeah. so she went somewhere else to get it <laughs> no it's that's just... plainly put you know yeah. that's <laughs> i like how she did it like, yeah with his permission and like yeah. with an agreement and everything but how can she and she got pregnant again yes I'm like no <laughs> because okay before she before um, she went back to to uh, Austria when she was still in God I don't know where that was anymore I don't know the locations anymore mm. I just remember where she, she was met in... France again after four years 
Where yeah, was that? That was in the summer house, I think. In the summer house, exactly. Yeah. During that time, um, I wanted to know, I was like on Google, how many children did Empress Sisi have? I'm like, <laughs> on internet, really, the first answer was four. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> no! <laughs> she had three, and three are enough. Do not go back there, Sisi. Do not have another child with him. Unless I was like thinking, is she gonna make a scandal? Is she like gonna make her sleep with Andrashi and mm. then it's actually Andrashi's child? Baby, and yeah. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> but then, but her mm. being pregnant actually gave her the another perfect... chance of being a mother as well. No, not just a mother, but if she slept with Andrashi, she's already pregnant. So yeah. you can't be double pregnant. It's yeah. <laughs> You know, True. sleeping with him wasn't uh, as scandalous as it could have been, yeah, you know, yeah. because she's already pregnant. So there's yeah. no doubt about it. But then the novel ended on an unsatisfactory a... note, like, this is not the end, and yeah. I felt like, that's it. That's how the movies ended, actually. Hmm. Every movie ended with a coronation. Coronation? Yeah. Of whom? The first movie ended with the wedding. Huh? The second movie ended with something in the church. I don't remember what. And the last movie ended with her being crowned as queen of uh, of Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. Huh. So that's how all movies ended, actually. And the series as well. Mm. The last episode was her being crowned as queen of uh, so Hungary. And then the movie's over. At least it, it was similar to the movies in yeah. that way. Yeah. Right. Something else that I wanted to mention. Huh. I loved how she incorporated the music of the movies into the book. You know? Yeah. The Elisabeth uh, Klinger. Hmm. That was one. And the uh, Skaters. Skaters Waltz. Yeah. That's another one. And I was like, uh, looking up the song, I was... Whenever there's a song mentioned in any move in any book, book yeah, I look it up look and it I up. listen to yes. it. Okay, <laughs> so I was listening to that song and I'm like, oh my god, that was in the movie. <laughs> That's probably the only thing from the movie that she put in the story. Yeah. <laughs> But Franz and Sissy's story in the novel started really well, even better than the movie. I don't know. I felt like yeah, them yeah, dancing yeah. to the skater as well. But I kind of loved the f like the encounter from the f the older movie. The it was funny. 55. <laughs> 55. Not just funny. It was her. They met on like a completely human to human basis. You mm. know, there was no court involved. No strings attached. It was just pure two people getting to know each other uh, on a walk in the woods. And it's like so casual yeah and so in the movie there was this part where he met her and he was engaged to helene mm -hmm. okay and they they just normally people on the street they met each other and he said something when they were in the woods when they were sitting next to each other he said something Um, of the perfect woman that he wanted to have mm -hmm. and would never be able to have. Okay, not knowing that she was the sister of the woman he was engaged to. Yeah. He said something between the lines of, this is how she would have to look like. She would need to have your eyes, your beautiful hair, your personality, 
مش عارفه ايه هي واز هينتينج ذات شي واز ذا بيرفكت وومن هي ايفر وانتد تو هاف اند اي ثينك ميبي يو ميس ذات بارت ا ليتل بيكوز ذا ترانسليشن واز اوفل ميبي اي ثينك ذا ماجيك از سو تيكن اواي ذا ووردز ار لايك ذا موست امبورتنت ثينج ان ذا هول موفي اند ذي ار ميسينج ات اب سو بادلي اني واي سو ذات واز سوتش ا بيوتيفول مومنت يو نو ات واز سو را اند سو But I like how they met not knowing that it's him and how they kept looking at each other and mm-hmm. it was very romantic. I hate that it went downhill. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the questions. The questions. <laughs> okay. First question. Though Sissi was often referred to as the fairy queen, this is not your typical fairy tale in which a girl falls in love with a prince. And the two of them live happily ever after. Could Sissi and Franz Joseph have had a happy marriage? Why or why not? How does Pataki's novel take up the notion of happily ever after as it relates to the lives and marriages of the novel's characters? So let's take it one by one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every like, number has actually several questions. <laughs> confusing yeah but it's related to the same topic so the first question is could Sissi and Franz Joseph had have have had a happy marriage yes they, they could, could have. have they could have if it just been if they were if they were were the only ones in that marriage <laughs> I guess yeah not the uh, not his mother and not the other courtesans or whatever yeah yes because they They connected when they met. They did. And they it's sad to see how the upbringing of such a man, how he so clung to his mother. You know, ironically, he should find his own voice, shouldn't he? Not be yeah. re- re- reliant on his own mother, you know? Yes. At some point, a man should be able to make his own decisions and see... what the right thing is for his empire without consulting his mother all the time you know it's not it's not a bad idea or he shouldn't refrain at all from consulting his mother no that's that's something a son should but always do but he follows her blindly he doesn't exactly. use his brains yes yes it's just this is the way it's supposed to be in his head you know this is mm. how things are done this is how i always did everything so please do not ask me to stray from what i know you know that's so unflexible and so but if he, ignorant if he really did love her couldn't he see how miserable she was of what he was doing that is the question yeah but he can't help himself hanging he can't help himself because he is the way he is so no matter how much he loves her he still has a duty to his country countries <laughs> <laughs> because it's no, it's not no, about it's them. not about the empire stuff it's the personal stuff like of their babies of how they spend time together of what the, she knows the problem is you're talking to someone who was utterly convinced of the rules he lives by yeah so it's hard to change that you know so, so i don't know if they could have really have had yeah. a happy marriage and like the, you know, that goes into the question of how does pataki's novel take up the notion of happily ever after as it relates to the lives and marriages of the novel's characters 
basically now France is the villain in the story so there is no happily ever after no there's no happily ever after. and happily ever after is here is when they fall in love and find and find happiness with other people <laughs> so that's how differently she took the concept of happily ever after she took it and crushed it exactly <laughs> it's like oh everyone wants to see happily ever after with Sissy and her emperor Nope, not gonna happen. The thing is, Sissy was very happy before all of this happened. Before even having France in her life. Yes. No, she wasn't truly happy, actually. She was very... There are things that made her sad, like her mother and, and her father. father having affairs all yeah. the time. And yeah. Anyway. Next okay. question. Next question. When Sophie learns of her son's intention to marry Sissy... The Archduchess has this to say. She is not fit. It is as, as simple as that. <laughs> She's too young, a child really, too giddy, unable to fulfill the role and all of its obligations. What was it about Sissy that made her, in Sophie's eyes, not fit for the role of Empress and wife? Was Sophie at all correct? Why did Sophie prefer that her son marry Helen? thing is Sophie was so amazed by Sissy when she met her she even wanted her to be I know I was friends. so surprised by that so where did that come from I think personally that Sophie saw something strong in Sissy that would threaten her control over France that she suddenly wanted to back out of like yeah. that, even though it is something she wanted initially. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't think about that. Her fear of losing control of her son, a person that she's always had control over mm -hmm. all these, all his the years of his life. Yeah, and so, when Franz actually fell in love with Sissy and not just Helene. accepted her as like dutifully, you know, mm -hmm. that threatened also their relations. You, you know? know, ironically for France, someone who believes things are done the way they are, someone who didn't take Helene as his wife, the woman his mother chose for him. And it is the way to, t to have the first daughter in a family and not yes. the second. Yeah, so he can break the rules if he wants to. He just what happened after that? Was it a one-way ticket or something? <laughs> one-way thing? <laughs> I don't know. I think he just followed his heart. And then at the end, his following his heart isn't something he usually does. It was just in that moment that mm -hmm. he actually did that for like the very first time. And he thought, okay, now we can both go back to the way I really am. Yeah. You know? It's like, now that that's over, yeah. back to square one. <laughs> back to square one, exactly. I guess she was a little because Sissy was resistant all the time to accept the norms. I think Helene would have been more uh, submissive, submissive yeah. and she would have listened more. Hmm. I guess, I don't think that would have made her a better empress. I don't think Helene would have accomplished all the things Sissy did because Sissy's so rebellious and the Hungarians are so rebellious themselves, mm. they could relate to her. You know, yeah. she found, like, the fire that she needed in the Hungarian people, yeah. you know? And I mean, if, if, if marriage is a way of finding home, 
Then she found home by marrying Franz and being empress or queen of Hungary. In a way. Hungary, yes. So in that way, she fit. Yes. Yeah. So I think Helene would have been more on the sidelines. She wouldn't have like interfered in politics as Sissy did. She would have been very quiet and just did her job. Uh, like uh, giving uh, uh, France an heir. And I don't think there would have been much of a connection between France and Helene. And I think... Honestly, he would have had a much comfortable life with Helene because mm. there w- would have been less conflict. Yeah. Maybe he would have tried or like fooled himself into loving her. Maybe he would believe that he loved her, but he didn't. But it's like, you know, he's married to her, so yeah. I'll just try. Or maybe his mom would be on his side, actually, in exactly. this marriage. So she would try yeah. to make them happy together yes. since she's in the marriage anyway. Yeah. But let's think, let's imagine that Sophie, like, is, um, is good. And she, like, the well-being of Sissy was in her concern when she thought she's not fit. And she saw it coming that Sissy wouldn't be happy. So in that way, she would be correct. But other mm-hmm. than that, Sissy is actually perfect for a rigid world like this. Yes. To- to, to move something. Yes. To get something together. Because yes. without her... Um, she wouldn't have gotten the countries together as the way. And that is what she's famous for throughout mm. history. She's the reason everything got moved because people loved her with their hearts. Mm. They truly loved her, you know? Yes. Like, they were convinced that she was this amazing person to follow. And there's no reason that we shouldn't love her, you know? Yeah. And I really, really hate the fact that Alison Pataki put that in her novel that the reason why um, France accepted the um, the deal with Hungary to be independent but still ex- acknowledge him as uh, the emperor mm. so they can have like their own decision-making thing where yes, they can yes. be more like in charge of their own future. So I hated that she made it a sexual thing. Like... Mm. Like, they slept together, and then he agreed to do it. Not the right motivation for it, because in the movies, I know I am keep referring to them, but it's like, in the movies, he loved her. He respected her decisions. He believed that she knew what was right. And he stood by her in all the decisions that she 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 took. Like the scene that I showed you before... Mm. Where uh, Sophie, the Archduchess, insulted Andrashi at the ball that they were invited in. And Andrashi wanted to leave in protest. Um, uh, Sissy did something that was out of protocol. And asked that the women choose the dancer, the who to dance with. Which mm. is not custom. The men usually choose who to dance with. Yeah. So in that moment, Sophie came and asked, asked her son... Like, what is she doing? Are you just going to let her do this without uh, interfering? He said that I trust Cece. I still don't know why she made this decision, but I'm pretty sure she has a perfect right to do it. Hmm. Like, this is what I was expecting in the novel. Yes. You know? And this is what I didn't get. And this, this was the first time he actually listened to Cece in, yes. the, in the book. But why did she have to make it like, okay, men only have to be satisfied sexually to listen to you? you it's know? not That's... that. I think it falls under the 
the idea that France is basically a man animal to to have like had affairs when his wife was in that state and so it follows that that he's basically an animal he's weak you know I think yeah I don't know. it is related to that and I think it's also related to him being denied of his wife for such a long time mm. so when he finally had her yeah, he maybe was like he was like finally okay I she loves me again I'll do what she wants so I can get her back type of thing you yeah. know maybe and, and I hate that it was that motivation you know mm. I wanted to be pure convincing and pure love yeah you know, he just... finally believes in her yes and like sees that he's wronged her exactly and yeah like in the in the series however um at the beginning he also resisted her advice all the time he kept telling her please do not talk about politics with me it's not your place Um, let's talk about something else. And then throughout time, he realized her influence on the people. And instead of ignoring that, he used her as a tool. He mm-hmm. could see the the power she has to make a change, you know? Yeah. And he actually, in the series, you'll see he'll take her into council meetings. He'll mm. take her in. The men in the meeting, they'll startle at first. They're like, wait, a woman? Mm. in the meeting and they're like what is she doing here and the, then he's like no i need my wife by my side at all times and this is one of those things that i need her by my side as well mm. so there was this character development and france's side as well and it went bad only because of the death of her child well what happened in the series um oh i I don't quite remember. I think it was related after that it went downhill when he uh, went to war. Mm. She was completely against it. There was like this deal they had with Napoleon and Napoleon betrayed them. So when he betrayed them, uh, France um, it declared war on them. So Sissi was against that. Uh, they had a big, big fight. And then after that, uh, during that time, it was also with her son in the military. And he, uh, there were like scenes as well where her son was being dipped in cold ice water with his head pulled out again and then put in ice cold water and then out again. So uh, it was like dramatic scenes of like trying to save her son from military school. You really have to see it. Like, <laughs> please finish it. You didn't it. feel them. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. You just need to see. <laughs> so anyway, after that, that's where she fainted and got sick. Mm. So that's the timeline in the series. Yeah. That completely different from the novel. Next question. Okay. As, a- as eager as she is to marry Franz Joseph, Sissy quickly becomes overwhelmed and intimidated by the amount of work that goes into preparing for her new role as Empress. How would you feel in Sissy's situation? Would you be excited to undergo such an extreme transformation? I mean, simply no. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be excited. Um, well, if only it was different. If... If she would go in there and she would be in control and have an active role in what happens in her empire and like if she found um, court as an exciting thing and not a confining thing as in because she's in control now she makes it she makes it based on her character you know 
But no, if the reality of it is like that, no. <laughs> We, I wouldn't be excited at all. You know, you just reminded me of the scene where she went to uh, Sophie's uh, chambers. Mm. She was in front of the door and she wanted to go inside and the guard wouldn't let her in and she kept hearing the voices from inside the room. And then there was this moment where she said, well, my order trumps her order, you mm. know, like over, over something, over rules. Oh, over, uh, yeah. Over my, rules. Over, my, my order overrules her, her order. So, and if you get fired then I'll rehire you. Or better yet, I'll rehire you as the emperor's guard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yes, girl, take yes. charge. <laughs> exactly. And I guess, like, at the beginning when she was the bride, she felt like Franz was worth it. She yeah. had this amazing day with him and amazing moments with him and she wanted that to go on and the only way forward was that they marry. Yeah. So... I guess she, maybe she felt it was worth it then. <laughs> I don't know. It was to uh, go to undergo all of this. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I personally wouldn't choose it. Yeah. Like the thing is, you only find out who someone truly is in our culture, similar to their culture is that after you get married <laughs> like there are these little things that you notice like once you start living with the person yeah i don't think there's like everything that you can find out during the time of being engaged it's difficult but like the true personality comes out once you start living with the person yes. and and there is this sad phenomena is when we get married things basically stop yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's like it's not exciting anymore i don't uh -oh. know it's that like We're excited through courtship and then, خلاص, we have each other. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. The story's over. <laughs> yeah, but um, I realized the fact of like not wanting uh, to be royalty. Like, I very much wanted it through reading royal fiction and Disney movies, watching Disney movies. But then I read the, um, the royal we. Mm, don't remember the name of the author now it has a second book now but um and then i saw all the hardships it's in like modern time i saw all the hardships the 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 heroine went through and i thought why and she kept even asking herself is he worth it like is he worth through this like part of what made me dismiss the idea was that She even let go of what she her like her dream career or something just to be the wife of the crown prince and do charity stuff and you know so I felt like but this is part of who I am I would be giving it away you know mm -hmm. part of yeah. what I like to do with my life so yeah and that I I became an adult about the idea not naive you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean mature about the idea yeah yeah not kidda like yeah the balls and the friends <laughs> <laughs> and the gowns <laughs> i mean just like the crown the series mm. it's not as glamorous being queen you have to make all these tough decisions you feel like you you're not up to the task you yes. know like i'm just a woman over here <laughs> yeah and not even that not the decisions she can't make a decision yeah. she's just like the the hard thing like the bad thing i learned is that 
Well, in the UK, they have a different system. Yes, like, it's, yes. It's different. Like, the emperor, you literally make all the decisions yes, on your own. Yes, but I mean, like, the thing I learned was in the show that it's not subjective. Like, yeah. she doesn't make something based on what she thinks is right, you know? It's yeah. just... <laughs> she's just there as an image. Mm-hmm. And that was... Wow, why? <laughs> why? Why on earth? <laughs> anyway, next question. Your turn. No, it has German on it. You read it. <laughs> German right. in it. <laughs> in it. All right, I'll read it. Um, on their wedding day, Franz Joseph turns to Sissy and says, Repräsentationspflicht. Repräsentationspflicht. Keeping up the front, that's what this is. We play our roles today. In that way, in what ways does Sissy resist this requirement of life at the Habsburg court? Why does this job requirement bother Franz Joseph less? Would Sissy's life have been easier if she had just accepted how things are done, as if Sophie and, as Sophie and Franz Joseph so often urge her to? Well, let's look look at Sophie and Franz first. France was born into this. Sophie needed this. Like, needed to have this court to, like, put her son as, in place as an emperor. And, like, yeah. that's basically her lifeline. Sissy had a very different life. She saw an, another life, you know? Exactly, yeah. But she was more free to do the things she loved. And mm. her, she wasn't, like, confined to do all those weird little things, like... Um, wear gloves change to your, dinners change, and change your slippers mm. every single day like you can't wear it more than one day i think something yeah. like that wear gloves to dinner and lunch and uh uh what else there were like i think there were like showering arrangements as well no that was only in the tv show <laughs> yeah yeah that was only in the tv but show. that's also a part of history i think Really? They, they would only shower during certain times of the week. They <laughs> no couldn't shower every they, day. No wonder they invented perfume. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why they did that. And also Sissy... And that's sees... why they also invented... Um, uh, wigs. Wigs. Because they couldn't shower. Ah. So they wore wigs. Because okay. their hair would turn disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's you couldn't an interesting style fact. it anymore <laughs> because it was better so gross. be under a wig. <laughs> yeah, under a wig. <laughs> also, Sissy saw what was I going to say? Yeah, she saw a different, um, a more humble way of ruling, yeah. of uh, like being there for the people, the love of the people, the needs of the people. Mm -hmm. You know and peace yeah she didn't see it as complicated or sophisticated as sophie and franz would like to make True. it yes. as much as they would like it yeah while sissy bristles at many of the customs and rules of her new life at the habsburg court perhaps nothing upsets her more in her first few days than when she discovers that sophie has had her red slippers, th slippers thrown away. Discuss this moment. Why do these tattered red slippers matter so much to Sissy 
what other moments were difficult for Sissy in her adjustment to life at court. I guess here in this situation, the tattered red slippers, as they say, represent her old life. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Sophie throwing them away represents a disrespect, form of disrespect to her, to the life that Sissy lived. Mm -hmm. Which is, which is silly because I think Helene would have encountered the same thing. I don't think it's related to Sissy personally. Mm. I think Sophie would have done this with any wife that came yeah into this position or especially why from that family because she looks down at them somehow yeah which is weird because why would she choose then from that family why mm-hmm. couldn't she choose it from another family if she looks down upon them so much yeah anyway that's not the question we're trying to answer i think here um the 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 thing is with sissy is that she's persistent to to want to live the way she wants to live you know she holds on to that idea so much and i think she's the type of person who like we've seen already um the like she suffocates when she doesn't like do those little things you know like to get to do those little things if she had let her keep the that those slippers i think it would have made her like Sophie a little more Mm. and if she likes Sophie a little more maybe there would have been more harmony between them I think is they liked each other so much when they met yeah but I don't think I don't think that if Sophie they still would have clashed once she had taken the babies I know yeah but not that only if if Sophie made it clear that out of choice she left her the slippers Maybe Sissy would have, like, okay, found it as a, a good kid that thing to, thing, keep, to yes. hold on to. But what if just Sophie left the slippers, then Sissy wouldn't know that she's leaving, that she has the power to take the slippers away, you know? Right. I guess. But the other difficulties she faced were... What other moments were difficult for Mm. Sissy in her adjustment to life at court? Well, a lot more (laughs) than... The whole novel? (laughs) How she couldn't be with Franz. Uh, The the lack of privacy. The children, of course. Uh, The gloves that she hated so much at at meals. Um, How confined she felt and... What else was she other than a bleed uh, a bit uh, a breeding a breeding mare? Yeah, like basically. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, that's her only job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that time. Yes. At that time. Speaking at that time, yeah. not anymore. People <laughs> do not get offended. Which okay. I guess takes us to uh, question number seven. Of what is the most difficult aspect of Sissy's life as an empress? Ooh, yes. What is the most difficult aspect of Sissy's life as empress? We said um, giving birth. I said giving birth to an heir because it's such a difficult task. Like yeah, it's, it's out of her control. Yeah. She can't make... It's out of her hand. Like, how yeah. would she control this? She would just have to keep 
having babies over and over again until it's a boy, you know? Yeah. So, and that has a toll on a woman's body. Yes, and to hear that she's she's nothing without having an heir. Yeah. Like, what? Like, you're useless here. We could replace you just as easily if you do not provide the and they emperor. And we would be in our own rights, like... Yeah. But I think the... Terrible. You the, said another, what is mm. the most difficult aspect of Sissy's life as Empress? Uh, it's, uh, like, as Sissy, not being able to... Uh, participate in politics at the beginning not being able right. to actually be an empress and do things you know yeah make a change make a change yeah because that's not why france married her you mm -hmm. know that's the problem he married her just for pleasure marital pleasure and uh having someone to talk to and like about a spouse, anything you know other than Other than politics. His life, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number eight. Franz Joseph often finds himself in the middle of the conflicts between Sissy and Sophie. How does he do at navigating the tense dynamic? What might he have done differently? Were you in any way sympathetic to Franz Joseph? Were you in any way sympathetic to Franz Joseph with the various pressures he shouldered in his roles as emperor, husband, son, and father? Well, all he kept doing was whine about it and justify everything he does, every bad thing he does on that, the pressure, what he's carrying on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> like, you would never understand. Seriously, just try. Give her a chance. Yes, She's let not her stupid. carry this weight with you. Yeah. Actually, in that regard, I think Sissy is so much better than Helene, you know, like yeah. with the politics. Mm. Sissy's so much smarter. You could see at the beginning of the novel the way she stood up to her brother, uh, Carl, I think was his name. Mm. And she stood up to him and fought him and said she even ordered Helene around to, 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 to do something. You know, like it was Sissy, the decision maker, Helene, the follower, you know, yes, so the strategic. Yeah, uh, the strategist. <laughs> yeah, Helene yeah. was like frozen. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Sissy was like, no, we fight this. <laughs> we show him yes, what we're capable of. Even when she became introduced to court, she navigated them so well. Like, yeah. she, she knew what to say and mm -hmm. how to charm them without like, she anything. Was, she was clever, though, surrounding herself with foreign... Um, Ladies, ladies in waiting, ladies yeah. in waiting, foreign, because uh, of her bad experience of being surrounded by spies and um, they reporting everything to Sophie. So she wanted to have like allies, so mm. people that she could trust in her inner circle. Yes. Plus, I think it was turning into an obsession later on where she felt like she couldn't trust anyone, just her inner circle. And when she even came back to. Uh, Schönbrunn. She wanted he, just she Hungarians. Wanted just an inner circle, not a lot of people. And even when he said, I want to hire an extra person uh, to do a lot more work for you, she's like, I'll consider it. She didn't even like, mm. she was like, no, I'll think about it. It wasn't yeah. something that she was eager to have. Yes. She was like, really just only the necessary people. 
and those necessary people need to be foreign. And I guess she she was older then. Like yeah. at the beginning, she was yes, basically a child. <sighs> that went through so much. <laughs> anyway, back to the part where how Franz was navigating that dynamic. He I think very... he did it with disrespect to yes. both women, his mom and and so and and sissy and sissy by by even like don't bother me with this yeah. i don't want to hear about this just be friends and leave me alone you know not even thinking and looking just, at the situation like, he's basically saying just smile and be pretty for me don't do anything yeah L yeah <laughs> <laughs> number nine sissy feels dislike for andrashi funny thing i used to <laughs> To read his name, Andrasi. Andrasi. <laughs> I was like, who named their child that? <laughs> Andrashi. Andrashi. Sissy feels dislike for Andrashi before she even knows him. How and why does her impression of Andrashi change over the course of the novel? Did your impression of Andrashi change throughout the book? Oh, it definitely did. Yes. No. I think the only thing that made her like him ch over ch like over the time was Goethe. Go to quotes. Yeah, the the poet. Yeah, yeah, but his love for theater and Goethe and poetry and writing. The thing is, he could speak her language yes. of abstract and dreaming of things and wanting things to be better and uh -huh. like being brave enough to want things, unlike. Franz, who was so strict and only spoke of rules and facts and what should and what shouldn't, as if it's holy, you know? Yeah, that's true. Number 10? Mm -hmm. Throughout the novel, Pataki has chosen to intersperse the chapters with scenes from the Budapest coronation of 1867. Why did the author choose this final scene in particular to intersect the rest of the novel? What did this one moment mean for Sissy as Empress? As a wife? Oh, my screen closed. As a wife, as a mother, as an individual. That frustrated me. I wanted to know what, what was happening, you know? And it was clever of her to do that. But I was confused at the same time because while she was so in love with, with Franz, why would she cheat in the future, you know? Like, I thought she was cheating. With yeah. that scene, like because there was there were moments there when were, she like, was in referred the to yes. him and he and we don't know who he was and clearly he's not Franz and like yeah, yeah. but uh, I think that was the turning point in her life that was where her life actually started to be her own. That's why this moment was important to 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 the Empress like. This is when she was finally going to be a mother to a child from the very start. Uh, she had a man who who sees her and I think as an empress she accomplished the unaccomplishable, you know? Yeah, yeah. This was... <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this brings me back to this. But this reminds me of Anna Karenina. Hmm. Okay. Because in Anna Karenina... Um, in my research paper, I wrote that the way she took control of her life 
was by cheating on her husband. Mm -hmm. You know, she was always, she was just like Sissy. She was confined. She wasn't able to do anything. She always had to listen to her husband. Her husband was strict. Everything was about facts, facts, facts. And the way she broke out of that prison is that she fell in love with Vronsky, mm. uh, Alexis Vronsky. <laughs> Vronsky. Uh, I'm still swooning. swooning. I'm still swooning. <laughs> So, um, the way, I think this is the same for Sissy. The way she takes control of her life and of her own happiness is by actually following her heart. And her heart, at the moment, leads her to Andrashi. So, in a way, she has become so independent, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the novel. Even though it's in an immoral way and it's not the correct way, she still manages to find happiness and i think that is very courageous of her to take that step you know because it could really ruin her reputation if people find that out because we know from movies from novels from references that when a man has an affair it's he's applauded <laughs> he's applauded for it and when women have an affair their reputation is tarnished literally for the rest of their lives this was also an occurring theme in anna karenina and now i realize how similar they are <laughs> sissy grows more and more consumed oh. by her physical appearance yes as the novel progresses discuss this aspect of her personality does her beauty regimen become a true obsession mm -hmm. or is it more of a diversion does it makes Sissy less sympathetic of a character to see her becoming so vain? No, I actually oh, pity her. I pity her. No, she doesn't become vain. Oh my God, no, never. It's her, actually, it became it's her, coping, her way, mechanism. coping mechanism and her way to get back at her husband. I'm yeah. going to be all pretty in front of you and you're not getting any of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally why she did it. Plus, I think it was... Um, because of her illness, she was so ugly for a while, and she couldn't yeah. take. She couldn't look like that anymore. Anymore, you know? she didn't want to look like that ever again, and mm. I think that's her fear. Plus, I think it's um, uh, high functioning anxiety mm. uh, with a mix of OCD and a little depression. You know, she has everything <laughs> the <works>. in there. <laughs> she has the everything works. in there. So I guess yes, it's definitely an obsession and not a divergent. It's awesome. No. Yes, maybe it's a divergent because, because she passes on time with it. Yes, on years, and she spends the whole day basically doing her hair and no, and like through th through the second half of the novel, you see her eating less. You see her indulging less in uh, in like. Um, in things that made her happy before, hmm. you know? Yeah. All she she would sit for hours making herself ready. She didn't do that before. No. This was something that she was very important to her. Yeah. Like, later, later after that. And I think one of her things that she was also scared of is becoming pregnant again, hmm. you know? Yeah. Right? Because of her body was so thin and so fragile. And her malnutrition that couldn't help her. Yeah. So, I guess that answers the question. Number 13. Sissy was an avid horseback rider, considered by many to be the best horsewoman in the world during her lifetime. <laughs> At one point in the novel, Sissy tells Andrashi, I've never found a horse that could run fast enough. Discuss what riding means to the character of Sissy throughout the novel. Through what other diversions does Sissy escape? 
Oh, I love this question. Discuss what、mm. writing means to the character of Sissy. I think it means for her escaping because being like riding a horse, I think it feels free. Yes. And it's like flying. It's in a like way. flying. Like, yeah, true. Yeah. I think、um, it makes it diff. I think when they ride horses, I think they even wear different dresses.、Mm. I don't think they wear corsets, I think they wear something else. Yeah. During that time. So it's、uh-huh. less confining.、Mm-hmm. It, they can, she can breathe a little better. And I think it's also related to the feeling, you know, like the、mm-hmm. fresh air and like the strength of the strength. Like holding on to a horse and、yeah. the control. Exactly. The control over the horse. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Through what other diversions does Sissy escape? Uh, When she was I think normal, her obsession, <laughs> I think her obsession、yeah. is how she keeps herself busy. Yeah. Trying new ointments, making herself recipes for her for her skin. Yeah. I think it's something that she's very busy with all the time. Before she was, when she was the older sissy, I don't know what was it that she always used to do? Read books? I'm not sure about that. Because she、mm. loved Goethe and poetry yes, and all that、yes. stuff. Journaling. Being outdoors, basically. I think journaling was、yeah. also one of her things. Yeah. No, she did that after, I think. Ooh, next question. If you could pick one character from The Accidental Empress with whom to spend a day,、Ooh. which character, character would it be and why?、Mm. Oh. It's either Sissy or Andrashi. Maybe, maybe one of us takes Sissy and one of us takes Andrashi so we know what it's like. <laughs> and, and, no, I'm going to pick Sophie. Sophie? I want to give her <laughs> a my... chance to speak? <laughs> no, not a chance to speak.、Oh, I, want her to... <laughs> I want to give her a piece of my mind. <laughs> yeah. I would never want to meet Franz, for goodness sake.、Um, who else? I think I'd want to meet Sissy just to give her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it'll, it well, probably won't get better, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're here for you. <laughs> I think Andrashi would be intriguing because I think he knows the, his way around women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah,、oh, I love that、hers. scene. <laughs> I love that scene where he was like, "Even if you do not know the dance, it is my job as the man to lead you," or something yeah, like、yes. that. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> lead me, come on!" <laughs> yes, and and when he danced Hungarian folklore or something,、yes. that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no. Yes, come. I'd spend the day with you dancing and watching you dance. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Ooh, consider the two epigraphs at the opening of the novel. Why did the author choose those two quotes? What other quotes are significant throughout the novel? Hmm. That is. We need to go another back. look at that. <laughs> you need to have another look at those. Like thine own seabirds. I'll circle without thrust. For me, earth holds no corner to build a lasting nest.、Mm. Wait, where one, was that? Where was that? It's the epigraph before the second oh, one. Oh, the epigraph, yeah. So quick, bright things come to confusion. Ah, from, it, from、yes. a sour night's dream. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, I think the first epigraph speaks of how she didn't find a home with France, maybe? Like a place where she can rest and be herself. This is so sad. And grow and like have lay eggs. <laughs> this is her own poem that she wrote. Remember, yeah. this is the poem that Andrashi read from her journal. When he asked her, what did you just write? And he asked her to read it. She was like, "Uh, it's nothing that will impress you because I'm not a good writer. But he was like, let me be the judge of that, you know? (laughs) So he read this out loud, I think. Like, thine, O seabirds, I'll circle without rest. Like the seabirds, the ones you see at the sea, like always circle. Yes. Never rest. From me, for me, earth holds no corner to build a lasting nest. Mm. She feels suspended. She's neither. She doesn't feel home anywhere because yes. even her parents, at the end, when she was like they trying told her to, she has to be with her husband. Yeah, they kicked her out. <laughs> <laughs> so quick, bright things come to confusion. And also, it feels like she's not going anywhere. I think she holds she's on stuck. to. The second quote, so quick, bright things come to confusion because it was when she met France at the beginning, it was quick. It was mm. it was light. It was like heaven at first. And then and it the fairy started, tale aspect of falling in love at the first sight on like yeah. literally on their wedding day. He said that Repräsentationspflicht, we have to represent ourselves and it's our duty to do what we have to do today, you know, on their wedding day, <laughs> on their wedding day. So that's why she's holding on to this probably. So quick, bright things come to confusion because her relationship with Franz was so confusing. Like he loves me, but he doesn't fight for me. He doesn't want to make me happy, but he still says he loves me. So it's like confusing for her. Like, mm-hmm. do you love me or do you love me not? You know, yeah. it's like Confusing. I loved that moment with them. Yes, I've been meaning to ask Yash and I wanted to tell you about it. Okay. When you were reading and weren't there yet. When they um, had a fight and uh, he was playing the piano. It was after her first child was taken from her. And she she went to him and she was like, uh, let's not fight again or something. Or maybe that was about the politics thing. I don't remember. And she was like, I love you. Uh, because you're the man who plays piano for me and uh, I don't know blah 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 <laughs> but anyway I loved that moment when I thought they were there was still hope for them <laughs> well actually let me see what I highlighted in the book Ooh, the novel act of kissing a man struck her at first as slightly odd but the longer she rested her lips on his the more pleasing the strange new sensation became. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I highlighted this. Okay. Good one. Um, perhaps now that she had confessed to her own feelings, she was less desirable to him. But that certain, certainly didn't seem like Franz, did it? Then again, did she even really know Franz? That is a very good question, my dear. <laughs> Wait, I'll see if I highlighted anything as well. I probably did, I just don't remember. How, she wondered, was it possible to ache for a life with, with someone so badly when, just days earlier, she had not even known him? 
Okay, I have this quote here. Mm -hmm. Always she was performing. It grew so exhausting that at night, alone in her cabin, as Sissy peeled off her the painful corset and slid her feet into the familiar in her familiar red slippers, she wept. She wept from exhaustion. She wept for Possenhaven. She wept for her childhood bed and Nene's comforting presence and the servants she had known since birth. Servants she had been forbidden to bring with her. She wept for the carefree fr frivolity of a ride on her horse in a simple gown and dirty leather boots. She wept for the lenient, easy manner of her parents, a style entirely opposite of that expected by Aunt Sophie. She knew it was foolish to weep. She, the luckiest girl in all of Europe, had no right to weep. She, who had won the heart of the kindest, most handsome emperor, ought to feel only joy. And then I wrote this note. Hmm. I was like, even though she found true love, she found it at a great cost. Cost. She has all right to cry and feel this way. Yeah. Like... Yes, she lost so many things, but that's what I was saying when... And, you know, this This is also reminding me of... Um, what was their... What were their names again? Wallace. Wallace and Edward. I want to yeah. say Edward. Yes, Edward. You know, they, they were living out the greatest love story of their time. But at what cost? It was so difficult. Yeah. They were like miserable all the time you know yeah so things like that come at a great cost yes you will lose and sacrifice so much to be with someone as important as this mm. and that takes the fairy tale out of it or yeah yeah this was um sissy's quote that she wrote in one of the letters hmm? the world is so empty if one thinks only of mountains rivers and cities but to know someone who thinks and feels with us and who, though distant, is close to us in spirit, this makes the earth for us an inhabited garden. Hmm. That was John Rashi, right? Yes, yeah. in one of her letters. <laughs> I mean, where is this France in the, the, the code I highlighted here? He says, Sissy was telling him, um, I take his books and my poetry books and I go out of, do of doors and I can happily pass an entire afternoon on a patch of sunny grass. He answered, how lovely that sounds. I can just imagine you doing it, cousin Elizabeth. Still, he looked at her. I should very much like to do the same with you. And I highlighted with you as an, I like that it's a new sentence on its own. Like, yeah. And he did nothing of this. He just spent that day with her on the mountain and he gave her nothing romantic after that. He just became a completely different person. Mm -hmm. So where is this? Like here he wanted to do something with her that she likes. Mm -hmm. And then what? What? <laughs> All just empty words. And then there's this quote that Andrashi read to... Uh to Sissy. To be loved for what one is, that is the greatest exception. The great majority love in others only what they lend him, their own selves, their version of him. This is the true measure of love, when we believe that we alone can love this way, that no one could ever have loved, loved mm. so before us, mm. and that no one will ever love 
in the same way after us. Yes. It's so beautiful. I was going to cry. It is. You know, when I read this, I realized, yes, we should, everyone's love is unique and <laughs> we shouldn't make it mundane and it's an normal thing. Like, <coughs> like I, I said to myself, okay, I'll know if I'm in love if I feel this way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love how Alison Pataki described this, like, short line. Her heart hurled itself at her ribcage <laughs> as he read on. <laughs> I'm like, hurled itself? Hurled itself. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But I love how she's using such a strong word, hurled, you know? Yes. Like, as if her, her heart would, like, literally push out, out of her, her chest. chest. <laughs> like in Tom and Jerry, where, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that's literally all the quotes that I highlighted. Yeah, I didn't too. highlight much while I was uh, yeah. reading because most of my reading was audiobook. And and it's sad. I didn't want to highlight any any more anything more. Yeah, like, yeah. And one more thing, people, before we close off the episode, mm -hmm. it's sissy, not sissy. Okay, okay. please, <laughs> please, please. I ask you to say sissy, not sissy. 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 That's our president of this country. We're not gonna mention that name. <laughs> Sissy is the empress. <laughs> two different things, people. Two my, different things. My aunt is a Sisi. <laughs> her well, name I is guess. Samia and we call her Sisi. So I guess it's the Egyptianized... Sissi. Uh, Sissi. <laughs> and like, what do... Lily, we call it Lily here. Like, Lily. Ah. <laughs> yes, like my, my, uh, my niece. No, not yeah. niece. My cousin oh. as well. Yes, my cousin. Uh... Her name is Laila, and they call her Lily, Lily, Lily. I'm like, and I'm the only person who calls her Lily. And they're like, Lily. Lily. Okay. <laughs> Lily. <laughs> and there was another nickname that as well bothered me. That was Helene. Hmm. First of all, in the German, it's Helene. <laughs> But that's fine. Helene, yeah. Helena. That's completely fine. Nene. 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 It's Nene. No, it's Nene. Nene, like I said. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. Nene, not okay. Nene. Okay. <laughs> In the audiobook, the woman kept saying Nene. I'm like, what? Like the dance? Nene? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a dance that. <laughs> was yeah, I that. know you're not that type of person. It's like all over like TikTok or ah, YouTube videos or something. Okay, like that, no, I've never heard of <laughs> That's I know why. you don't. I know you That's don't. Why. But maybe the people that are listening then know what I mean. Like the yeah. Nene dance. <laughs> But it's Nene. 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 <laughs> And that's all we have to say, people. Yeah. <laughs> If you have anything to add, we're be definitely listening or reading to what you have to say in the <laughs> on comments our social, media. Our social media accounts. Yeah. On YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. That's where you can drop comments, I think. Other than that, everything is just listening. Yeah, sadly. So you can email us, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you in the next episode. And bye bye. Bye. Thank you for making it to the end of this chapter. If you have read The Accidental Empress, what did you think of it? And if you haven't, is it something that you would like to read? Let us know. You can follow us on our social media, Facebook and Instagram, where we can even get teasers before the new episodes come out. 
For next chapter, we chose a local artist, Sara Islam, who has published her first poetry book. We're excited to have our first poetry review on our podcast and can't wait to share it with you guys. We post every Monday. Mark the page for chapter 24.